Hey there. Hello, avid listeners. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Are you out there? Speak once if you can hear us. Well, no one's listening. I guess we'll just do it anyways. <laughs> we'll just talk about it anyway. Alright, what are we talking about today, John? So we're going to talk about Chicago Fire Soccer Club. MLS Fire. MLS. Uh, I don't know that it's won't, this won't be a depressing podcast. Mm. I don't think we're ready yet. To Not for me, but you might have different notes than I do. But No, no, no. no. Jump off. There's no surprises. Isn't, uh, it's not this show. week. No, there's no Nelson Ro- uh, Nelson Rodriguez rants on my list yet. If you guys caught it, we added some new sound effects when John starts to rant about Atlanta. Yeah, the sound effects are, are really good. It helps the uh, it's production the value listeners uh, tune real hard into you know you know it's important when the, the sound comes on. Yeah, that electronic sound. Has nothing to do with us saying something stupid or ranty. No, not at all. Ranty is a word. If those were wondering. So Galaxy Two, Fire One, uh, Fire Blow a Lead in Los Angeles. We mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. discuss the game. We'll break it down. Break it down, in our as we saw it. Um, right, right. This isn't a science. And. Week one of Ridgey Fire Contender standings this week. Oh, that's right. We wow. forgot to put it on our notes. Very but, exciting. Uh, very exciting to see where John puts Atlanta. Oh, my God. Bottom. <laughs> uh, so there's that to look forward to, probably in part two. But, yeah. Anyway, that's it. What's on your mind? Anything else you want to address before Carbon Tigers? I'm just going to say I had a great time last weekend getting back in MLS action. Good to be back at Go Tavern. Yep. Uh, I, you know, sat out the off season. Had some very affordable uh, pints. Beautiful beers. Can't wait till the weather starts getting a little better. Getting in the swing of the season. Summer. Summer is MLS. MLS is kind of that time where you, you, the start of the season is like, damn, we're almost out of this horrible winter. Yeah. You know. I don't know though. This today was pretty cold, but anyway. Yeah. We're getting there. Is what you're saying? We're getting right. I'm optimistic, man. I think we're gonna make it. Wow. Skin's a little dry, but we're we're getting close. We're gonna start having some clammy hands in a couple months. <laughs> oh, all right, that's a good note to end the intro on. So uh, yeah, carbon tigers then fires. All right. Hello. Season opener. Uh, LA Galaxy 2, Chicago Fire 1. The Fire lose again on MLS opening day. I don't have the record in front of me, but it's bad. Uh, Our opening day record. I'm going to remember it within the accuracy of a year. It's been, it was 2007, 8, or 9. I'm going to say 2008 was the last time we We won won the first game. An opener. A long time ago at this point. It's definitely the longest running. I I know I remember that fact correctly, which is amazing. Yeah, for I some mean, reason it just doesn't happen for us. Kind of indicative, though, of the last 10 years of this franchise. Slow starts just, or no, just never starting. being bad yeah. in general. We've had two good years in the last 10. Yeah, which fair is enough. not good enough. Good point. You got a lot of good points. Yeah, you just wanted to start with a little pessimism. 
But yeah. we're going to get optimistic, I think, as we By, continue I this think discussion. I think as this thing goes on over the next 40 minutes, mm-hmm. 30 to 40 minutes, it'll look a little brighter, sound a little brighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump right into that lineup. Give us those lineups. Wow. You can do both or just fire, whatever you feel like. All right. Uh, we got uh, – let's start with the LA Galaxy. Give us quick, quick LA Galaxy yeah, rundown. Uh, starting from keeper, we had uh, Bingham in goal. It used to be the it used to be a San Jose goalkeeper, I believe, or something. He's like been that. on a couple MLS teams. Yeah, MLS vet, uh, Rolf Felcher, uh, Daniel Steris. I'm gonna only say first names of players that I know. Polenta, uh, which is a delicious corn-based food, I think. Also, no, that, but also uh, a defender. Close, yeah. What is it? What's the real? Food? I don't. If Paul is here, I think that's right. Actually, we need Big Paul. I think that's right. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this one. Skelvik. Skelvik. Yeah. All right, thanks. Carrasco, Dos Santos, Jonathan, not Giovanni. Because yeah, well, of, uh, we can, we'll we can discuss that. Uh, Roman Alessandrini, Cuello, who I don't know his first name, Antuna, and Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to run through the fire? Sure. We'll give we'll get our lineup analysis later. I'll just run through the guys here. But we yeah, have, tell us uh, who started. David Osted uh, started in goal. Corrales, Kappelhoff, Marcelo, Campos uh, with a four-man back line. And we had five midfielders, uh, holding midfielders of uh, Dax McCarty, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Uh, attacking midfielders from left to right was Frankowski on the left, Mihailovic in the middle, Katai on the right. And uh, the new signing, CJ Sapong, substituting for Nikolic, who was out because his wife was having a baby. Another one. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Is it three or four? I have no idea how many children he has, but I hope that the family it's is at least happy his, and healthy. It's at least his third. I mean, guy deserves it. He deserves happiness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. So CJ Sapong was up top yeah. at striker. What did you think about the lineup? Um, I was happy to see Georgie starting in a prominent role. Hey, mm-hmm. um, Sapong, surprising, but had I known Nikolic was out, that's not a surprise. Um, there's nothing too real surprising. I think long term, I still think Schweinsteiger is gonna play further back, and I think he did play further back in portions of this game. He can kind of just decide if he wants to play midfield or defense at this point, it seems. He has that choice. Um, I don't want to... If I'm just jumping into it, I if Corrales is our starting left back season long, I think we're in trouble. We didn't take long to get there. I don't think one has to. I just, if you... Watch the game. If you watch the game, or, I mean, if you watched them last year... Yeah. I mean, I don't think any, and I'm not going to pick on him or dog on him uh, all season, but I'm just saying in terms of our starting 11, I don't, I don't think that's a good look if that's permanent, like he's the top left back. Yeah. I don't, I don't see him as a starting quality uh, outside back in MLS. Um, I don't think there's anything against that. He's clearly a very, very good soccer player, but not yeah. Good enough. I mean, MLS levels. I'm fine with high. if he's our second choice left back. Yeah. That's kind of where he belongs, I believe, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if you know how long that leash is, who who comes in for him, and how that evolves. Because if if uh, if Sunday or Saturday was any indicator that was he he's not, not the long term solution at that position. I mean, at this point, I know I know we don't have Edwards at the moment, but I I guess. In my, if it was me, I'd rather just take Edwards just for potential and attacking, whatever. Sure, I I still think we need to 
ditch the four man back line and go to a three man back I think line. we both we both said last week that we think that's where it'll end up, but yeah. I think because we don't have a true left back, I think we sort of have to look at that as an option. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, if you're playing a four man back line, you need a true left back. So I, it seems kind of natural that it would go that way. Especially with the the wingers that we have. I mean, they're, they're so attack-minded. I, I know we mentioned Frankowski has some defensive abilities to him, but it's still like that guy, with his goal you could tell Saturday all all night long was to just get up and run it. He was so line. quick. Yeah. I thought he had a great debut. Uh, unlucky not to score on one really good shot. Let's let's before we start going into player by player. Let's let's run through what happened during the game, huh? Okay, we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. We are. We do that always, a pretty often. The lineups always just like a. Um, that. Yeah, start us off. So I mean, the first half was there were no goals in the first half. I think the fire dominated the first half. I really do. Um, can you tell the fir- the first half possession based on your exhibits here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 This so there. You can definitely tell the fire. I mean, you can see like the position. intervals um, per MLSsoccer.com. You can yep. look at the five minute inter- intervals of possession. We had the majority of possession in both halves. Uh, yeah. Which is a good sign. Not necessarily guarantees that we're going to be amazing. But yeah, right. I thought we dominated the first half. I thought we created some dangerous chances. Uh, we didn't convert. I think it, that was a little bit disappointing that we didn't find the net in the first half. Yeah, we had some chances in the first half to score. Uh, in, in fairness, they did too. Yeah. Um, one weird weird point to go off quickly, just to get it off. In the 20th minute, Boateng came on for Alessandrini, who was hurt. That's right. Yeah, that's um, a- if that's anything for them, that's a big blow. If that's a couple weeks yeah. even, that's not good for them. But Although, Boateng's a pretty darn good player to come in. For- great replacement. But still, just a weird first. Anytime you see a first half substitution at the twentieth minute, yeah, it's kind of not a good sign. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you got anything from the first half that stood out? I mean, really, just that. It was a good start from yeah. the fire. I, thought I mean, there was really, a lot of energy, energy away from home. Frankowski really made his name. Ugh. I thought he had a fabulous first half. Just ran at everyone. Um, I'll shout out Marcelo too. I think he looked mm-hmm. very confident, and capable. So if, if if game one is anything to go by, I think Marcelo might be a pretty solid center back signing. Yeah, I like looking at. We'll, we'll get to the goals, but looking at the goals, you'd be hard pressed to blame him um, on any of those goals. Yeah. I thought he played very capably. It looked like he had pretty good distribution out of the back. Like him and Kappelhoff are both very capable moving the ball forward, which is exciting. Both good with if, the ball. If we can fix the outside back situation, I think we'll have a pretty capable defensive line. Absolutely. So, so give us the fire goal because it's your boy. Fire goal. Yeah, he just a pong. You're so excited hey, about this pong. This underscores though the importance of forward depth. I mean. I thought I thought Chapong, he didn't have like a fantastic game, but I, he's such a physical presence. I think he always demands at least a couple of the defenders are on him, especially when he's receiving the ball. Anyways, the goal he scored had nothing to do with that. The goal he scored was opportunistic. A criminal back pass is what I put in my notes. <laughs> yeah, that was it was really bad. Yeah, a back pass by who was it on the galaxy? I don't. Um, it, it was uh, was it Felcher? I I, it does. It, it does. It doesn't really matter. If it was someone on the fire, though, we would have been opening this podcast with like. Might have been Antuna. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It was, it was a really terrible. It was a back pass. 
I believe he was going to the goalie, I right? I think he was trying to go to the goalie, but it was so soft. And it's also risky when you're passing backwards over one of your own lines. Right. So what I mean by he that is... Passed it past his... Def- you're going past one of your defenders right. all the way to the goalie. You're, you're splitting your own lines with a ball. Yeah. And that's... Uh, Really risky. You you need to know it's a hundred percent there. Yeah, exactly. When you make that pass, and you have to make it a hell of a lot harder than he hit it. He it was, hit it like he wasn't sure. You know, or it was mean? just super casual. It's almost like he hesitated while he was passing it. You know, yeah, and like, sp- credit like, oh, Spong for just like absolutely reading it. Yeah. You could see Spong just moving towards the ball. Yep, he kind of hid. He shielded himself uh, behind the defender that the ball went past, and kind of hid from the guy making the pass. And, that's true. Was able to pounce on it. And he did well to round the keeper. I mean, it wasn't a guarantee necessarily. No, I mean, but I if mean, you miss that, if that. you don't finish that, you're just, you shouldn't really be out there. I yeah. mean, guys don't. It happens, but, hey, but he nine times out of ten, you should be putting that in the back of the net. And he did. I agree. And he did, and that's what uh, that's a good backup forward. I mean, yeah. I, when you can rely on a backup forward to put away a chance like that, that's a good sign. I, th- I think he had a good celebration. He looked you know, excited to be scoring in his debut. You know, maybe it kind of motivates him going forward. Yeah. So it could be a good Absolutely. sign. But um, props to CJ Sapong for finishing that horrible, horrible pass. Yeah, it was just a really bad pass. He goes past his defender. I'm going to let you take away the, the last, the bad part of the game then. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Wow, great. Uh, immediately after we scored, L.A. made a sub. Uh, they brought on Efrain, Efrain. Juarez. Albert. Is it Al- Efrain Alvarez? Alvarez. He's uh, 16 years old. He, uh, he's he the guy that burned play. us. He's their... Uh, he's yeah. a stud. Why did I say Juarez? Stud. I don't know. There's probably an Efrain Juarez out there. Yeah. Efron Alvarez, 16-year-old homegrown, I yeah, believe. I believe so, yeah. And then, he's heavily recruited by both Mexico and U.S. national and, teams at uh, the moment. He kind of, he definitely played a part in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what else happened in this one? I think before, um, right after Sapong scores, Frankowski hit, hit the, the post, the top part of the, the keeper's left post from the top of the box. Yeah, uh, it was a nice little shot. curl little curler. Just didn't um, dip enough. Just didn't quite get it get it inside the post. Um, and that would have been 2-0, and I think at that point probably kills off the game, I, I think. Yeah, unlucky. Um, and that was only a few minutes after that spawn goal. Uh, and then immediately after that, pretty much, uh, Steris scores and levels it up for the Galaxy 68th minute. That was um, the Alvarez assist. He uh, beat Katai on the dribble. Yeah, and Katai really... Uh, he's not a defender. The, the, so I'm I not, was going to say, he shouldn't be in those positions. No, but he got fooled. He it, well, I don't even know if he got fooled. He, he didn't wasn't like, even near near the guy. Yeah, I don't know if it was him getting fooled or him being a little bit lazy, a little bit... Oh, this he was like flat-footed and nowhere near the ball, and he kind of but it's um, a hell of a cross from Alvarez. If you, if you watch it closely, oh, the chipped, the little like, outside of the foot chip curved right it. to Steris' head. Well, beautiful ball. Right. like So this goal, they had been just battering our our goal and not by like shooting. Like They were crossing the ball like crazy. I think they had a plan that we in the second just half. Just put so much just, pressure. Yeah, just cross the ball, cross the ball. You've got Bastion, who's not great in the air. You've got weak wing backs like... That's the play against our Chicago Fire team, I think, right now, until we prove otherwise. Yeah, you're right. And that came from our left side, right? Yeah, so it was, yeah. yeah it was. 
which I think we'll see um, maybe happen over the next couple weeks yeah, until we get a solution. It's certainly a weak, weak point in our defense. Um, so, yeah, I don't – other than it being a beautiful pass, beautiful little cross from Alvarez – Steris had nothing really to do there. No. It was a good header, but nothing. Yeah, I mean, you could argue someone should have been marking him. but He was left alone, and I, I, if I can recall, I think uh, I mean, I think it's just so perfect that a bunch of our guys are just kind of caught out on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think everyone expected uh, Alvarez to take the cross with the inside of his foot and was waiting for that right-footed Did he cross. hit it with the outside of his foot, or did he open up his – in step and hit it that way. It was outside of his foot. I know for a fact. I'm pretty sure it was the outside of his left boot, but I'm not 100% sure. You got the uh, highlights here. You're I'm going pulling it up. I'm going right here. It's so high quality Katai, highlights. Katai gets booted. Yeah, oh, it's did a he little. Just open up with his left foot? It's hard to tell, really. But it's such a good little flick. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it, what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that the cross came quick enough to where the defenders weren't ready for it yet. You know. What yeah, I mean? but he's so alone. If you watch this, he is all the time. Like he. He definitely should have been more heavily marked. It comes out to him, and he's just that's so easy. That's a good, really good ball. I don't know if there's anything else to say. It's such a good ball. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, right after that, just a few minutes, like two minutes after that, uh, is when save of the year. So far, yeah. yeah. Uh, Osted makes a hell of a save, which comes off of Zlot's like upper chest slash arm area, yeah. like quick towards his armpit. Uh, another good ball between our two defenders, and he just Zlot puts his like chest into it. Yep. And Osted is running back across goal, and he thinks Zlatan's gonna head it probably. Right. So he overruns it, and then it chested back, and Osted reaches up with the, the hand and just puts it over. Yeah, I remember that was a hell of a save. It was an amazing save. Got talked about a lot. And a fun little tidbit about that save. In the post game, they were interviewing Zlatan, and he was just giving his account of like the goal he scored. And, and but prior to that was this save, and he said, "Well, I almost had two. I uh, thought I put a good shot on the goal." Uh, and I think maybe the goalie made a good save, <laughs> or I made a really bad shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. He didn't give a crap. No. Because the reason why he didn't give a crap, because eventually he gets his, which he often does. He, uh, he got it last year against us. Yep, 80th minute, Zlatan. It just... I went into this game... Assuming. Almost assuming that he was, you know, gonna score at yeah. least a goal. Yeah, we knew we us. had to score. You just put when you play the Galaxy, just know you have to score at least two to win and maybe tie. Yeah, you're not gonna win one zero, especially in LA. But for one, um, you want to break this one down. This one was not. This is the one that people were a little upset about because the first one, if I remember correctly, it was a very bad clearance. Uh, and then when the clearance fell to Alessandrini, he put a pretty good shot no, he, on Alessandrini was off. Sorry, who's who's the guy that It was shot uh, it Pontius. Chris oh, Pontius. that's right. I don't know why. I Which he was subbed was... on at some point. That's right. Chris Pontius came in late. and But he, I, I was frustrated because, like I said, they've been peppering the box, but we just never got good clearances on the ball. And eventually just fell to Pontius, like, on, I don't know, like so 12 yards out. Where you start is that it was a long throw. It was just this really long throw. It's brought down, I believe, by Alvarez, the guy who set up the goal. 
And then Pontius has just a great shot off the crossbar. He um, left-footed that, too. Yeah. And I think this finish from Zlatan, this Hard rebound slash bounce is so lucky. It, it falls exactly to his head. Watch. I mean, it's just right there. Yeah. It falls perfectly off the bar, bounces once, goes up in the air, and it's in, really for him. That's an easy header. That's yeah. a goal. And it was a high. It was a high bounce. So his six foot whatever frame was like very well it positioned. Sat like up perfectly. None of the other defenders around the area could have had a chance at clearing. And it. even if they were there, they were they well, which they weren't. Yeah. And there was no one near that rebound. So, um, Corrales lost his man on that one, yeah. um, which was Pontius, I believe. He gets Corrales just left him, and he lets Pontius get that shot off pretty easily. Yeah, which he doesn't score, but that's kind of how. If you want to go anywhere with that, um, that's probably the route you have to take it. But I don't know. I, it's kind of fluky to go off the crossbar, bounce up. It's just the same kind kind of defensive lapses that we're used to seeing from a fire. I mean, it, it's a throw in from nearly half field. And within three touches of the LA Galaxy, it's a, shot. It's a goal. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a shot on net and a goal. That's inexcusable defensively. I mean, if it's one guy losing his market, there should be covers elsewhere. Like that's just pretty bad luck all around and bad defending, honestly. I agree. But that's okay. It's only one game, so you know it's, it's we're not gonna come out here and say the season's over because of a couple defensive lapses. No, not something game, that they can work on build on they do need like you said they do need to clean it up defensively because we've seen this yeah for so many years it's now a, yeah it's just silly goals especially late in the game you have a point yep you have a point in your pocket and oh, that would have been a hell of a point to start the season and you give up how you're losing your mark on an d- offensive throw in right when you're tied one one like it's just something's not right there yeah it's not together and i guess you know to if you're gonna Spin it a little positively too. There, there might need to be some chemistry built up for that back line again. Because I mean, Marcelo's new. Yep. Um, Corrales didn't start every game last Corrales year. Corrales didn't start every game. Did Campos. And Campos is not. I don't even think. You know, as much as I like Campos, and I hope he improves this year. I don't think he's at MLS quality starting right back. I don't. Yeah, I don't think his ideal position is defense. But everyone, everyone wants to try well, and... that's a good transition. Let's just go into the sort of... The, the lineup. Man. The lineup and just general thoughts about um, what you saw, what you are excited about, what you're worried about. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll start with something maybe a bit controversial to, to the listeners. Uh, as I was reading a bunch of recaps about this game this week, uh, basically it was all... Our outside backs are garbage, defensive lapses, just like last year. But what I constantly saw was that the, the attack was inc- like encouraging. It looked threatening. It, they almost got a pass, uh, which I, I guess I understand. They were encouraging. They did look threatening. But at the end of the day, you scored only one goal against one of the worst defenses in the, in the league. I mean, the LA Galaxy shipped a ton of goals last year, do you and think, they didn't improve. Do you think they'll be one of the worst defenses in the league again? The Fire or the Gap? The Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, I do. What did they? They lost Ashley Cole. Yeah, they didn't gain anyone. That's true. So you're worried just in general about the attack? Was there anything specific? Lack of finishing. As it's always been that. I mean, and maybe with Nikolic it'll change, but. I mean, we said that we dominated the first half. We had tons of chances. Well, guess what? We didn't score any of them. 
I think there's a lack of finishing. Uh, people had mentioned that Mihailovic and McCarty had great games going in attack, feeding balls in the wings. I'm like, that's fine, but we should be seeing some... I didn't see much... Honestly, I didn't see much creativity. I really didn't. I didn't think there was any good interchanges. And this is it, the first game of the season, so I'm getting ahead of myself, but I don't think that the offense... That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. Is assuming we're getting, ahead, getting of ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that's the point of podcasting, right? I think to create 17 shots, some things must have been going correctly. Yeah. Um, and I would point out, for the finishing thing, there's no Nico in that starting 11. And as much as you like Sapong and as much as Sapong might get a couple more goals this year, Nico is a tapping artist, like we know. Yep. And if he poaches goals in that box, and I had a sneaking suspicion that if he was able to play, he might have picked up a goal or two in that game just by the amount of time we had the ball around their 18. It, it will be interesting to see. I, I, I guess I'm just a little disappointed. I thought we should have had more than one goal this game, and I thought, you know, with the talent that we have up top, we should, probably should have, but we didn't. I think it's an overall point, though, like – we both, in the prediction podcast, we said Nico is probably going to have to score a bunch of goals this year if the fire are going to be good. Because yeah. where else are the goals coming from? Like, Mihailovic is not a proven goal scorer. No, and that's not his role. Katai was guy. good last year. Yeah, Katai um, scored a bunch of goals. And we'll he, have to see. If he repeated that, I think it would be a good year for him. But we don't know. Like, Frankowski had the one good shot, but we don't know if he's going to put up 10 goals this season or yeah. not. Like no idea. For me, the more worrying thing was probably the, the defense. Yeah. Just to circle back, both of our outside backs, I'm fine with both of them. But I think if if the goal here is to make the playoffs again and like be competitive, there that needs to be addressed. Um, towards the end of the game, too, someone has to go here. No one's going to want to hear this, but on the, the second goal, defensively, Corrales loses his man, but do you know who the guy that... Um, the guy on L.A. that brings down the ball for Pontius to hit, mm-hmm. you know who's marking that guy? Who's that? Bastian. Yeah. And no one's going to want to hear that, but it's so easy to just say Corrales lost his guy who was Pontius and he got right. the shot off. Yeah, one guy making a mistake there, though, shouldn't like losing his mark, shouldn't be immediately and all be all Right, yeah. And... It's just so easy to do that. And we saw the same thing with Harrington when he was on the team. And yep. it's going to be Corrales now um, and whoever else. But I just think, for one, you know, mix-ups happen and everything. And guys move around and it's the heat of the moment. It's easy for us to sit here on a, on a bar stool and talk about the game. But, like, why is Bastian marking that guy? Why is he the furthest guy back marking their furthest guy forward at that point in the game? I think he does that at the end of... Most games, and also he's, he's on a 16 year old, yep, who just posts him up, takes the throw in, brings the ball down, lays it off, and, and there they go, yep. So, I think my point in all that is not to really blame anyone, just but as a whole, defensively, point I don't accountability. accountability is for everyone, including the midfield, yeah, when you're talking about the defense. guy who's won a world cup, including yeah. the guy that's won a world cup, who's your highest paid player, player by millions of dollars yep. um everyone's accountable and right now our mix defensively needs some work and it's not there so that's where i'm m- most worried yep i think those goals are going to continue to be allowed yep. by the fire i'll f- flipping i think just 
what I was most excited about in this game is probably just the amount of comfortability we had on the ball. Mm. Um, the possession is something we're not used we're to. Certainly at the tail end of last season, we weren't used to seeing it. No. But this looks looked a lot better, and we saw it in the year that we were good and made mm-hmm. the playoffs two years ago. Right. We had a lot of possession. In, in this game, we had a decent amount. Um, we had more possession than they did on the road. We had 56%. Um, so I thought that was good, and I loved seeing Mihailovic out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I agree. I, we've pounded on a few negative aspects of the game here, obviously, because one, I think we're insecure fire fans who have seen this team be horrible. Uh, Wooden spoons, for a long, baby. Long time, and two, it's just the, the first game, and when you lose away in a game that I think theoretically we should have come out, come away with a pointer, if not more. Uh, it's a bit disappointing, but overall, I, I'm certainly more encouraged than discouraged by the way this team has started 2019 as opposed to last year. Um, I think this team still should make the playoffs. If I, you know, I we predicted that before the game, and I'm not changing that no. as a result. Of My mind's game. not changed. Um, and I, we have improvement. Nikolic is going to improve the squad, I think. And I think some of the defensive mishaps and the lack of uh, finishing in the attacking half is going to improve. Yeah. Over, over if those two things, season. you know, if they both improve slightly. Yep. It's a playoff team. And it might be a playoff team anyway, but I agree. Nothing to get too riled up about after week one. Um, let's jump into a very quick break, uh, and then we got about fifteen minutes of contender standings and just some minor fire news. And we'll preview the Orlando game quickly. Brief, yeah. brief preview, brief prediction. We gotta go, guys. We got a soccer game to play, actually. That's true. So we gotta get out of here. Hopefully better than the fire. So, quick break, and then we'll be back. Part two. All right, guys, part two uh, contender standings as John counts the amount of teams in the MLS now because, <laughs> because it changes every year. It certainly does. And we have no idea. Do you want to start us off? With contender standings? Yeah, we last year we did top six. I, do we have to expand to seven now, or can we keep it at six? Oh, yeah, six? you're right. Do well, we want to go to no, five? No, we got to expand to seven, so we, it's the playoff teams. Which is a lot. Damn. All right. All right, I'll go. I think the most you're gonna go and give it, and then I'm just gonna agree or disagree and uh, chime in if I think there needs to be any changes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll argue. Argue me if I if you think I'm wrong. I think the number one team, without a doubt, the most impressive team in week one, uh, and most carryover credentials from last season is DC United. They slaughtered Atlanta, and two nil is maybe not slaughter, but I thought they were very good. Two, Atlanta took one or two shots. Or yeah, two like nil win over the defending MLS Cup champs at home. Um, but still, a big win at home to start the season. Yeah, Lucho Acosta. Lucho and Rooney still Acosta is really good. Yeah. Um, that game was a monsoon. I watched about a half of it. It was really raining, really coming down like crazy. But I won't disagree with that because I don't think anyone had a more impressive win. Um, Who's your second? We can put DC number one. Yeah, I think DC one is good. Number two, I still have NYCFC. I don't know that they've earned that though. I thought they looked good, um, and they well, they came away with a draw against Orlando, who's horrible. But I still think 
Yeah, and you got to factor in last season still yeah, a little bit, and like I, there's pre- a little what your thoughts were preseason. We did ask a lot of questions about who's going to score the goals for them. I think that they're a huge contender for just a team that's going to drop off. Yeah. Um, I I could be argued against them at number two, I, but I'd be interested to hear who you have at two. Probably Red Bulls for me. Uh, a tie on the road in Columbus I don't think is that bad, yeah. and I think the Red Bulls are good. So I would probably put the Red Bulls at number two. All right, I'll go with that. And flip-flop those. So the Red Bulls are the better New I think, York uh, team in the contender standings. Right? So far, yeah. Okay. So then your NYCFC three. Um, and this is probably it, where we'll differ. It gets hard four through seven. Uh, I'm going to come out and say right now that we're going to disagree on Atlanta because I'm going to put them as low as humanly possible. Uh, I have to put Atlanta at four. Have to? MLS Cup champs. Why, I mean, why are we dropping them from the best team in the league to fourth in the East after four. one game? I, I, you speak for yourself because I had them at uh, 11, 12th, actually. Okay. That's crazy. I'm just kidding. Uh, Atlanta, disappointing. If you want to put them at four or five, I I'm don't just care. saying they played two games this week and, played, and shot the ball three times. Yeah. They're not playing well to start the season. Love it. <laughs> but I. If you want to put Philly at four, that's fine. But we have to put Atlanta at five. But, uh, I want the contender standings to be realistic, and everyone here is just like laughing their ass off. It's I not like Philly. Philly it. got slaughtered by Toronto yeah. at home. They, Philly looked like shit. There's no way they should be four. In fact, I think MTL should be above Philly. So let's go Atlanta four. Yeah, We're, we have to give Atlanta the same treatment we gave Toronto. I know. At the beginning of it's last gonna year, kill me to do it, but fine, we'll give it to them. Um, so you like Montreal there? They looked so good, but who'd they play? I forget. San Jose in San Jose. In San Jose makes it a little bit more meritable. Piatti looked so good that game. Of course. Tider. Yeah. He's really... We knew he was good when he got signed. I'm telling you, this is Piatti's last year. I think he's motivated to do something with... I I agree. And I thought Montreal should have been better last year. I think we should put Montreal at five. And then Philly or Toronto... I, you got to go Toronto. Philly's got to prove it, I think, first, because they I were agree. bad last year. Although Toronto was too, but they came out and did. Well, Philly has like no pedigree of right at all. Yeah, and Bradley scored twice for Toronto, Which, so if he's playing well, then Philly as an MLS club has done absolutely nothing. Yeah. All right. So Philly's out. MTL five. Toronto is number six. One, two, three, four. Atlanta. Four, five, Montreal, five, six, six. Six is Toronto. So fire seven. Fire seven. Because right. they look good, and who else would you put there? Philly, arguably, but no. This is a fire <laughs> podcast. And we were good on the road yeah, against we the Galaxy. We were up away against the Galaxy for a good chunk Whereas of time. Whereas Philly got rocked at home. Yeah. I agree. And so, yeah, I think that works. So DC United, one. Red Bulls, two. NYCFC, three. Atlanta fourth, Montreal fifth, yep. Toronto sixth, Chicago Fire seventh. Bridgeview Fire Sneaking contender standings. Playoffs. Week one has the Fire in the top seven. Congratulations to all the teams that have made the uh, playoffs in 2019. The initial uh, contender standing playoffs. That's right. All right, sweet. That's done. Wow. All right, what else you got? Well, let's preview Orlando. Okay, Orlando drew 2-2, I can tell you that. Yep, against uh, NYFCFC. At home. 
Um, and they had to come back to get that point. Yeah, they um, from O two, I believe. Right? As bad as they are, that always looks like a really raucous place to play. Yeah, they have a great. Like it's always looks sold out, and it always seems loud on TV. I've never been there, but uh, anyway, Orlando was at home. I'll, they were down two nil. NYCFC uh, through a forty and ring were up two zero, and then. Orlando equalized through Chris Mueller and Tesho Akindele. Mueller looks really good. MLS uh, draft. uh, Yeah, as much as we crap on the draft, Chris Mueller looks uh, quite good to me. I think he looks dangerous. I think he goes from looking like he could be the next Chris Wondolowski to looking like he'll never play another MLS game. No. He's faster and quicker. Well, Wando used to be faster and quicker. (sighs) He never really seemed quick to me. I just picture him as this guy who can't move. <laughs> That's Wando to me. Yeah. The guy that can't move. Hey, I, I look at everyone looked at, at Orlando's forward line and said Teshwek and Deli and Chris Mueller leading a forward line like that probably won't work. Well, they still have Dwyer. They both scored. And Dwyer didn't they play They have that Nani. Question. I just meant the, the forwards, the strikers. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, but, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Now they got Nani, um, who is probably going to sit deeper and run a lot less than old man united fans are used to seeing yeah i so i, I read a recap that said he had the kind of the assist to the assist on one of orlando's which goals. is great... one of my favorite things in soccer oh yeah the assist it's the over assist. always underlooked the assist of the assist i agree um that, that's a big signing orlando has never made the playoffs um this should be a fire win here at home but We've seen a trap like this before. A really bad Orlando team from last year. Um, bad doesn't do it justice. They shipped they were most terrible. goals in MLS They were history. absolutely terrible. And, they, and their defense hasn't really... Improved. Well, it's... it's They've signed players. Yeah, but do we know Hill. that they're going to be better? They didn't sign, like, reputable MLS. Like, I think they're still going to ship tons of goals. I really do. I mean, NYCFC scored two... Within you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. So, I think, I assume we're going to score goals in this game, but as you mentioned, their defense being bad, there's a team in town called yeah. the Bridgeview Fire who are also, also not great not. defensively. Yep. So this could be one of those 3-1, 2-2 games with goals in it. And as I say that, it will probably be 1-0. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I guess, what's your prediction, and do you think there'll be changes to the lineup um, sort of besides Nikolic? If he's back, he's starting, right? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I don't know if he is. I haven't heard anything. We're recording I, this on Thursday, I mean, by I'm, the way. I, I guess I don't know what... Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't playing. It's in Chicago. His wife presumably had the Was child, living here. and hopefully things went smoothly there. I haven't necessarily heard confirmation like Nico's starting this week. but Yeah, I, I didn't know. even know about it last week at all, though. Yeah, so it kind of came under the radar. If it's a pong, it's a pong. But um, other than that, I don't know. Pono probably will change one or two things just because it's week two. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see him making only the Nico change. I think he gives Corrales and Campos another go at outside back mm-hmm. before pulling the plug on that. Um, and even even then, if we get a lead, you're going to see Schweinsteiger move backwards. Yep. And it'll become five at the back. 
like it was. Or a four yeah. at the back with a stopper, whatever you guys want to, you soccer hipsters out there want to call it. I mean, we put up 17 shots. We'd, I wouldn't change much either. I, you just kind of no. hope it starts to go in the net. Um, you have to place an import, importance on your home opener and your first couple games at home. You need points. I mean, I don't. we're not sitting here saying it's a must-win or anything, but like we've seen this before. We've seen the fire play themselves out of relevance in March. Within, yeah, within March. By the end of right. March. Within four, we'll, we'll start 0-4. When they pick up, yeah, or pick up one point from yeah. four games. You know, that that happens. I agree. I, I, I couldn't come out of a, If we lose our home opener against a not good Orlando team, it would be very hard not to come out of that saying, you know, we, fire yeah, we have problems. Team. Never mind. Yeah. I'm, I was wrong. <laughs> we, have pro- we have issues. We have very strong issues. Um, because Gaitan's not going to solve the defense. No, it's just not. Um, but yeah, having said that, I don't think there will be many changes either. I don't know who who else can play left back. Like, we don't have a natural left back. Raheem's than, not there. I mean, it's you can move Kapelhoff. We've seen him shift out wide, but typically to the right side. To, to the right side. Um, I don't know. Marcelo's a lefty. He could theoretically play that and have Lillard switch into the middle, Ugh. but he's that's been, very immobile. Yeah, for a, a back four. Um, I don't think there'll be many changes. I think you got to keep the midfield three the same. Katai and Frankowski the same. So yeah, I kind of agree. I think maybe one. Two max. Maybe there's a defensive change we don't see coming. Maybe yeah. it's Hassler for Campos. Yeah, Hassler could play. Right back. Maybe Campos is I out. I didn't think Campos was that bad last No, league. I just think he might but yeah, try something. Some type of rotation. But my prediction is 2-1 uh, fire. I think we will give up a goal, but I think we'll score a couple. That is my prediction as well, 2-1. to one. And it'll be a sloppy game. It looks like rainy. Rainy weather, 40 degrees, 30s, high 30s with, with rain. Who do you got for your goals, you know, just for fun? We go Nico, yep. assuming he's playing, gets a, gets off on the right foot, and then we'll say uh, Mihailovic. Ooh, that'd be fun. I'm going to go with Dax and Frankowski with the goals. Oh, man, that'd be also fun. Yeah. Really fun. So you got 2-1? Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. So I don't both. care who scores from Orlando. Me neither, but yeah. it'll probably be Chris Mueller. I'll say Kleschner on, on a penalty that Corrales can see. A crappy penalty? Yeah. That wasn't really a penalty? All right. Um, give me a few thoughts on Gaitan. Still not done. We don't. I haven't heard much. There were some scary reports that came through that turned out that, that well, we don't officially know yet, of course, because nothing is official yet. But uh, there was a report that he was signing for Fenerbahce, I believe, somewhere in Turkey. I think it was Fenerbahce. And those guys got money. The Turkish Giants yeah, are still but, good but quality But apparently teams. Fenerbahce's broke, and so there's unlikely that this was going to happen. And then after that news broke, Tenorio said, like, nothing's changed on my end. Like, I still expect it, or, like, my source still expects this deal to get done. Um, so I, I think the hopes are still high that we sign Gaitan, but it is a little scary that, like, this was, like, said to be almost done, like, a week and a half ago. Or it was only a week ago. Yeah. Guess, but still, it's, it's – it's, we've seen the fire screw this up before, so I think all of us are kind of like, oh, God. If it's a different – you know, if it's a different organization, you might not be sweating this very much. Right. Um, but we've seen this done. <laughs> 
multiple times yeah. um, over the years. So it does get a little scary, I think. Uh, every day that passes, really, it's just kind of like, oh, boy. And then, you know, in a couple weeks, they're like, well, our, our evaluation didn't ultimately meet up or something fell through or yeah. we got outbid. And that's the other thing. Like, even if, in theory, and I'm nerding out now, mm-hmm. even in theory, if everything's all good, uh, Guy Tan loves the deal. He agrees. The Fire loved the deal. They agree. His Chinese team, Lots they loved the deal. Yeah. But every day that passes, you know, if it's MLS. if it's not on paper and it's not done, there's a chance that someone swoops in. Right. Some desperate team who's like, well, that MLS we want wants this guy. to be like FC Cincinnati or some some expansion team where I'm also be like, and you know it could what? be not MLS too. That's true. Was like, yeah, it could be a European team. Yeah. yeah. It could be some mid-level European team that's uh, wants to sign him. You know, agree to a summer deal and bring him in next year. So like it. Um, I mean, if you it's want, not panic mode, but certainly if you're a fire fan, I can totally see you sitting there being like, "This is bad." Worst case scenario, though, we go on our first Nelson Rodriguez rant of 2019 <laughs> in an, in a future podcast, in a future near podcast. very near future. Yeah, so that's worst case scenario. It's a win-win for us, really. Yeah, we either rant or just we kidding. Though, I want really him to sign. I would love Guy Tan. I don't want to have to rant at all. No. Is there any other uh, fire news? I don't know. We thought Collier was loaned out already, but that, they announced it today that he was loaned out to it, Memphis. Yeah, the announcement must have been like, is going to be, and now it's like official. Okay, yeah. Announced. So if Collier was loaned to Memphis, I think that frees up an international slot. Who's that? I have no idea. What the he's is. he's an international, so I assume it does. He's not. He doesn't have a visa or you anything. You know who else might be an international? Nico Gaetan. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, maybe it's tomorrow morning when we wake up. He's oh, signed. Man. What a magical moment. Maybe you're listening be. to this as the signing is announced. That's which... true. We haven't checked Twitter in the last hour, so I yeah. think it happened. So, yeah, I got nothing else. Uh, we did everything. Go you fire. Want, you want to do a quick uh, pour one out for uh, all the MLS teams that Ooh, got their yeah, asses good point. kicked in CONCACAF Champions yeah, League? Yeah, quick. CONCACAF Champions League, which we both generally are excited about, mm-hmm. even though we don't have a team to root for. Um, all f- all four MLS teams lost in leg one. Um, yeah. Red Bulls lost 2-0 to Santos Laguna at home in New York. That one's done, I'd have to say. Yeah. We don't win in Mexico, typically. No. Sides. And then Houston also lost at home uh, versus Tigres. That one you expect. Tigres is better than Houston. Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, Independiente is kind of the surprise. Yeah. Even though K- Sporting Kansas City was on the road, so... Yep. I think they are still in that one. And Independiente, they're from Panama. They're feisty, it seems like. They're kind of the Cinderella story of this year's Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for them. I'm not rooting for them only because SKZ's our only hope at this point. But it is cool that they're playing well. Yeah, so Kansas City does have a home leg. I suspect Kansas City will go through. Yeah. Uh, And then Atlanta got blasted by Monterey in Mexico. I don't know if that's a... It's not a surprise that Atlanta lost, but 3-0... Good luck turning that around. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Because Monterey will come to Atlanta and just shut that game down. And yeah, they'll be, play the most defensive game you've ever seen. defend and foul. Yep. And that, that'll be dusted. So we might be looking at only one MLS team getting through now. And we had four. The last time we had four, I think we said it on the last pod, the last time we had four in the quarterfinals, none of them, none of them advanced. That's I mean, so that's bad. That's so bad, but it's... It's really not acceptable. The quarters are good teams. I mean, you just three; those are three really good Mexican teams. Yeah. 
It's true. And any, anyone who wants to claim we're on par with Liga MX right now, it's is just not true. Mind, it's not true. They're they're better than us. I think we're close. Yeah, we're getting closer each year, without a doubt. But well, we're farther away than everyone would like to think. Yeah. And I think this highlights that. But maybe, maybe we'll be uh, whistling a different tune next. Was it next week? Yeah, should yeah. be. Should be Tuesday, Wednesday next week, something like that. So with the next pod, we'll have an official... Uh, Who advanced? Yeah, Who got sent home? Yep. Yeah. That's it. Woo! Anything else? I got nothing else. Go fire. Hey, to all the fans making it out to Toyota Park, uh, props to you, because the weather is looking pretty scary. Yeah. I'm going to come out and just admit that my 30-year-old ass can't handle cold winds anymore, so I won't be at SeatGeek Stadium. Yeah, I might be on a bar stool. But the, to those that are getting to the geek, uh, props to you. Get them to the geek. Have a good time and sing loud, because we'll, we'll be watching from the Go Tavern. Yeah. Go fire. For all those out there, bring back home those three points. For sure. We'll be waiting for you. Thanks to all the avid listeners. Good night.